Hello again, and welcome to episode 13 of Wandering Witches. I'm Dustin. I'm Maggie. And today we got a little bit of a change up. Uh, we are going to just be doing readings for each other. Yes, um, I'm using my, uh, this is, I've looked and looked and looked and looked, and I have had one deck for like 25 years because I just really loved it. It's an elemental deck. I do read um, playing cards for that type of cardomancy. Um, and I scry, which is um, a form of divination that is peering through or into reflective surfaces to uh, to elicit um, uh, an answer to a question, uh, get in contact with gods or spirits, etc. So this time I'm uh, I found one deck for the first time in 25 years that I actually loved. And it's called The Fairy Forest, An Oracle of the Wild Green World by Lucy Cavendish. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, I will be doing a rune reading for Maggie. So as you guys have probably already heard, we're at our house again because we have access to tables here. And that's really convenient when you're doing readings. Uh, so usual disclaimer, there's a lot of animals here. Um, and you're probably going to hear them. Yep, yep. So uh, we're apologizing in advance. Heck no, we ain't apologizing. We're just telling you it's there. We have four cats, three of them under the age of one. Yeah. So they're crazy. So I guess since your cards are already on the table, let's okay. do you first. All right. So I'm going to do a reading for Dustin. And he's, go he's chosen to ask a question and not do a past, present, and future. So he's going to cut the deck three times into want, three piles. One, thirds. two, yeah. three. Okay, now again, one, two, three. And while he's doing this, his questions were supposed to be running through his head. And then we're going to go one more time. I have a thing about everything in threes, the magical number of three. Okay, so he has cut the deck three times into three piles, and now they're together. So I'm going to do um, a basic uh, Celtic cross, which is four cards in the four directions. And I like to add an extra two in the middle. So. That's what we're going to do. So, we start in the north. My stuff is a little switched because I do I see north in the yellow, in the knowledge, um, in learning. Is that because the north is associated with the head? Yes, that's for me. Okay. It's not everyone. Everybody usually uh, thinks that the north is um, earth and it's grounding. But I, it's air for me. And it's because it is associated with the head. My uh, my uh, east is grounding. It's earth for me. See, I actually, little side note here, and I know I'm interrupting your thing. I do almost a similar thing when I do my playing cards. Yeah. Usually when I think about like Celtic cross stuff, like this would be air because it's your brain, your head. Right. This is your intellect. This is basically your passion and stuff like that and grounding for me would be feet because that's okay. what touches the ground yeah. but like it's different for everybody it is it's different for everyone see uh north is it like i said is air um and the my east is is earth 
that's for grounding. My south is passion, it's fire, it's all of that. And my west is water and cleansing and where you need to clean up things. So, okay, let's go. Okay, in his north, he got the fairy godmother, which is revelation, discovery, and epiphany. Which means that in his learning space, he there are things that he's wanting to learn that he is this is going to spur him on to do it. This and we'll see what's in the grounding so we can see if that's actually going to be a push or a stand up. Because everything it looks like is right side up. That's one thing about these cards is they they don't have the confusing backs. You can tell if they're upside down or right side up. So in grounding. We've got the trickster, deceit, betrayal, and guile. Ooh. Yes. So what he's learning right now or what he's seeing, and I can already attest to this, what he's seeing right now is um, uh, is betrayal and stuff in, in the things that he's, he's wanting to learn. The things that are um, important to him that he think he wants to advance in. Um, it's, he, he sees that, that it's, uh, it's not true. A lot of the stuff that he wants to learn isn't true of, of the information. So he's going to have to dig deeper and not look at the surface stuff. Look deeper. Okay. So we're going to go to the passion and we've got the dreamer visions, trance and apparitions, which means for him with the other two cards together means that he's he needs to go into his divination go deeper into learning what he's supposed to be divining and not pay attention to what is out there for the information nowadays um, he's going to have to tap into his intuition more than actually using his uh, uh, books systems. or systems or anything like that. It's it's his intuition that he needs to learn from. So we're going to see what needs to be cleaned up. Okay. We've got the merciful one. Compassion, release, and relief. This is a big one because um, uh, learning to forgive and learning to walk away from your past is a really hard thing. And this is connecting him to something that he really needs to release. Something that is going to kind of cloud what he's going to learn in the future. So he has to actually, like, get into his own brain. And I'm telling you here, I'm not going to... Um, uh, uh, because I know all of his stuff, because he is my husband... Um, or most of his stuff, I can't tell him what that is that's going to stop him from uh, from learning what it is that he's he needs to learn. So that's why it's in the West. It's to clean up things that he needs to look at that may be holding him back from learning what he wants to learn. Okay, we've got um, we've got the the Sun card, which is everything on your world. Okay, everything, your house, your job, all the basic stuff. And you've got uh, Salu, which is vitality, health, and energy. He's happy at home. He's fairly content with work. And that's going to help him support what it is that he needs to work on to, to advance in his learning. 
and his moon card is are his dreams they're everything on the outside what he wishes to see and that is king of the dark wood elves authority credibility and status these are the things that are going to help him realize what it is that he's looking to to advance in as far as his learning goes um, authority credibility and status authority and credibility are what I know this for a fact are what drives him as far as what he wants to learn he doesn't want to learn from people that don't know a lot he wants to learn from an authority yeah that's in not just in what he wants to learn as far as um, as far as spiritually or religiously that's everything in his world he if you're not an authority then he doesn't want to he doesn't want to talk to you about it he wants to learn from somebody that actually has been there done that and is an authority and has credibility so I don't the answer to what he's looking for because all the cards are up um, uh, there is a yes answer and it's all about advancing spiritually okay so what was the question pretty relevant actually the question was um okay it was i guess technically kind of a twofold question um the question was that is this transition at work she maggie knows all about my possible transition at work is this transition at work going to free me up to pursue one of our goals and it's an outlet for spirituality and faith so so your answer was yes yes and there it all is yeah so that was pretty darn relevant yes sir <laughs> yeah Woo-hoo! okay so in cards i learned my first endeavor into any kind of uh uh divination was actually playing cards that's what my mother did my mother was just phenomenal and i actually have cards that she got when I was a child that I, I covet. I just, they are the best thing ever. And I love them. And, uh, but they, even though it's a, it's a thing, and I can intuitively, because they are more intuitive than actual tarot, because tarot has a system. They have specific cards for specific, uh, uh, these are emotions. That's why I like them. They're emotions. They're, they're human um, stations, human capabilities. That's why I like the fairy deck. Um, so, and scrying is just can get real wonky because right now we are on a new moon mm-hmm. tonight. And wonky energy is always a big thing during a new moon. Okay, so Dustin. Runes. That's- not have that in the middle because that's where things are gonna fall so uh yeah huh i'll hold the phone up here all right okay um so yeah i'm going to be uh reading runes for magdy uh backstory is these runes actually came from magdy's mother these are her mother's runes that made her way after her mother died to magdy and then magdy gifted them to me uh they're the first set of runes that I ever really connected with, and yeah, there's a very odd connection there. Yeah. 
It's kind of electric, he says. Yes, it's like a, a tingling sensation every time I touch them. Yay. So I know a lot of people like to do uh, like tarot setups, like the Celtic cross or the five card or the three card draw or anything like that. But I literally just do rune casts. So, and uh, I use a placemat. Um, literally, this is just a white handkerchief. And uh, I guess I don't know if you want me to get into like one of the processes, but like uh, it's all. For me, it, it's an intuitive thing of uh, how close they are to each other, how close they are to certain features on the mat. Um, obviously, what re what's there. So it's... But the, the mat is a part of it. So what was your learning uh, curve? What did you study to to connect you with the, the knowledge of the runes? What did I study? Yeah. Uh, several books. Uh, <laughs> there's there's been quite a few of them. Honestly, there's only been really one that I've would just tell people to stay away from, and that's uh, a book I, by Lisa Pachel, I think. It's just called uh, the Book of Runes or something. But uh, I mean, teach their own. But my issue with that book was that she. I'm by no means a like a Norse pagan purist. Um, but her thing was like, like, yeah, you don't have to believe in Odin or anything to use the runes. It's like the runes came through Odin. So you have to at least acknowledge. And that, that Odin. all goes to the goes into everybody right now, practicing magic without honoring the gods, but, but thinking they are equal with the gods. Yeah. And then not to mention, it's like, she gets into weird practices. Like she has a section in there where she talks about blooding your runes, which I mean, if you're willing to go that far, good on you. But, like, it's not necessary to bleed on your runes. And honestly, it's like, my runes are porcelain. I don't want your blood stains. Yeah, or my blood stains. That's or right. any blood stains. That's right. Okay. So that was just, I wanted to, him to give a little information, a little background on why he uses runes and how he learned. I mean, honestly, most of it just came intuitively. Like, the, the runes themselves have set meetings, but... As far as reading them goes, I really don't like the set. I guess systems. You don't. You don't like the the Celtic cross or the moon phases or no. whatever the th past, present, future readings. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So. Right. So shaking up my bag of runes. You're gonna reach in while you're thinking about your question and, and draw as many as I can get, or just draw whatever you feel you need to draw. Could be one, could be the whole bag. Preferably okay. not the whole bag because that's going to be plenty he has to read. Okay. All right. So, immediately off the bat, like, do you want me to talk you through my reading or yes. what I do here? Yeah. Okay, so immediately off the bat, you have, uh, the way I read it is the center of the cloth here mm -hmm. is basically the immediate concerns or what's happening now. Okay. Um, so... This is going to be, since it landed almost directly on the center of the mat, this is going to be, uh, like, you're going to be taking a, I don't, you're going to be taking a gamble. Uh, you're going to be taking a chance on something, um, and it's going to be coming positively because it landed upright. So it's, you're going to be taking a chance, um, and then also worth noting, it's relatively close, you have joy 
That's my so, favorite room. I mean, there is a gap there, so there could mm-hmm. be like a small period of time before you experience joy from your choice. But um, I'm going to flip this over and read what happens here because it's immediately touching. So it's and it's upside down. Yeah. So this. Um, okay. So the way this reads here is like I said, you're going to be making a decision, taking a risk on something. Okay. It'll bring you joy in the long run, but um, uh, Tursas here is going to basically shows that you're going to and okay face down it means that you're going to have to put some elbow grease into it possibly that you maybe not be prepared for or maybe not be prepared for but maybe unexpected like okay like there's gonna be more work involved than you thought okay Okay. that's nothing new for me yeah um further out here less concern um yeah this is Okay, so this is the intuitive part. I mean, this doesn't feel right. anything. Like, this is typically a very... Okay, this is... Uru's, this is typically a very masculine rune, but it's it can also be seen as, like, the ox. Okay. So this could just be, like, a stubbornness or, like, a strong will drive. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and masculine was, energy is definitely not me. But it's upside down out here, so it's like you... I don't know, maybe... This one's kind of weird just because of its positioning out here and the fact it's upside down. It's, it, I guess technically it's going to be that you uh, you might be experiencing pushback. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it. Maybe not even from yourself. Yeah. But you're going to be experiencing pushback probably from some bullheaded asshole. Nice. Yeah. But these, these two probably are going to tie into each other then. Okay. Because... This is going to come about, and then you're going to have to basically, I guess, uh, the best way I can put it is, like, fight for your joy. You're going okay. to have to, like, throw a couple elbows to fight for what makes you happy. Okay. But all in all, this basically reads as, more or less, uh, you're thinking about doing something that will bring you joy. And could be risky. You're going to be basically exposing yourself, but there may or, uh, may be pushback somewhere along the line. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so my question was, and I ended up that was it's just the four runes. That's all my hand could pick up because I don't have big hands. But my question was, should I sell my art? Should I make art for money? There you go. That's that's what I asked. So it answered it. Yes, I should. So yeah, and maybe and all there's always pushback from people just, when you say, when you sell your own art. Maybe this is interacting with critics. <laughs> yeah, um, because I do weird art, not just any art, and it's not weird enough. I don't think for um, it to be like uh, avant garde or anything like that. But yeah, I do lots and lots of different forms of art. But yeah, I wasn't, I never sold my art other than the uh, hand spun, hand knitted, woven, crocheted stuff. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want to sell my paintings. Paintings and my clothing and my resin work. Yeah. Just a variety of things. Yeah, makes sense. So. 
that that was my question. So yeah, I mean, hindsight twenty twenty and all like that could be read as like I said, you know, interacting with yeah critics. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah, learning how to brush that off because yeah. it used to make me mad when I was trying to sell my my fiber goods. Yeah, um, uh, I did really well uh, with the hand sewn stuff, but the. Uh, the fiber stuff was always, oh, um, you know, $20 for a, a hat. Oh, well, you know, that's uh, really expensive. My aunt could make it. But her... Go talk to your aunt. Yeah. Her aunt didn't um, offer to make it. And, um, yeah, it wasn't hand spun and hand dyed either. Yeah. So. So. And I used to get mad. But, yeah. So, I guess on that front, like... She gave you the list of stuff. I also read playing cards, um, and I, I'm wanting to learn scrying. I've been told that I need to start with a glass of water. That's right, with a glass of water. A glass of water. Yep, a completely so. clear glass, no color, um, and uh, I'm not real fond of unfiltered water no matter what I do. Especially around here, because good Lord only knows what's in it. It killed all my houseplants. I see clouds in your future. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's just the calcium. That's the calcium <laughs> in the water. It's bad. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I would say we have to, it has to be a completely clear glass with no writing on it. Um, straight sides, so you can see through it. And nothing bent because it's going to, like, really completely distort what it is that you're... So I have to find a straight square glass. It doesn't have to be square, but, I mean, bent, like, it in a, it can't be a globe. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> it can be round cylindrically, but not a globe. Okay. But, yeah, and he has to, he, it has to be his glass. Nobody could have, can have drank out of it or... Uh, had sodi in it. Yeah, because we don't want your spittle or your energy. <laughs> no, it has to be his. So yeah, we're gonna embark embark on that journey for uh, him to learn scrying. Yeah, and scrying, like I said, is looking into or through reflective objects to answer questions and connect with other entities out there yeah and i think another thing too that this episode maybe showcases that maybe wasn't intended when we first started this one because this was just supposed to be uh us doing readings something a little different this time but i think it kind of showcases that like there's really not a lot going into readings like all this time and stuff like that yeah and there's there's uh if you know your system and you know your cards, and you're comfortable with them, and they talk to you, then if you're spending more than 15, 20 minutes with your reader, then I do have to say that he did shuffle the cards beforehand just because of the noise factor with yeah. recording. But, um, yeah, if you're spending more time than that, and they're charging you an arm and a leg for a reading... Because of time, because that's what I hear people say. Oh, it takes me time. Well, it doesn't take that much time. Yeah. So be careful when you're when you're out there and you're getting readings. Make sure you know the feel of the person that you're comfortable with that. 
If you're feeling nervous or apprehensive about sitting across from someone that has your energy in their in their work tools, um, then don't have the the reading. That's simple for you to say yes or no to. Yeah. Um, and if you're not if you're not comfortable with the 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 room, the anything, anything at all. Because the energies are all really important for you to have a, a, a clean reading for yourself. Yeah. And see, and that's the thing is like a reading should feel basically neutral energetically. Like cause you, the idea behind it is like I try not to put my energy in the runes while you're while right. I'm reading you. Exactly. So it's like you should be going in this bag almost energetically neutral, hopefully. Exactly, exactly. I always I always cleanse my, my cards with mugwort yeah. and put them on the altar afterwards, after readings. And just so you know, I don't do readings uh, professionally, and I do do them for friends and family, if asked. Um, and the reason for that is because I am such a empath that I tend to carry people with me. And after I read for somebody, if their energy, if they have are an energy sucker, a, a cosmic vampire, whatever you want to call it, then I literally carry them with me. And I'm not up for that. I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing we could talk about is reading for yourself. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't believe, and I don't teach my students to read for themselves. Yeah. And the reason being is, it's kind of like trying to determine your own future. You're really biased. Yeah. Super biased, and they have all these funny memes out there that you know you're going to reshuffle the cards if you don't get what you what you're actually uh, looking for in it, and it's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. See, and that's that's why uh, one of the things that I do, uh, and I've run this past you before, and you had you didn't seem to have anything really against it. But like one of the things I do is I'll do this with cards, I'll do this with the runes, but I'll do a like a daily draw. Yeah. But I don't do it as like a what's going to happen today kind of thing. I do yeah. it as more of a meditation thing. Like yeah, I draw and I meditate on. I spend the day thinking about like what that rune represents or how. How does how does that rune affect my life? Right. Like what what emotions are? But that's different than doing a reading. Yeah. That's giving yourself a meditative and an educational direction. Yeah. Um, uh, if I draw for myself, it's um, what am I supposed to learn today? I and I'll draw one. Yeah. That's not a, a a reading because that just tells me where to go educationally and contemplatively. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that regard, I kind of wish we did more reading, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's literally just bias uh, because, heck, I even have issues with bias. I've told you this when, like, when mm-hmm. I'm reading for you, yeah, because it's like I I know you so well that well, like I'm afraid of biases when I read for you. Exactly, and that's what I was saying when I was reading his cards. I know his stuff. I know ninety percent of what he's going. He has been through. What affects him, all of that. And that's why I was saying that I know it. I'm not going to guess what it is. And the cards literally told me what it is. Yeah. That's without that's without putting what I know into it. Yeah. Because it could be one of a million things, and I'm not going to try and guess that. 
Yeah. Yep. So that's, those are uh, just so we didn't have a... Um, another rant? Another rant. <laughs> um, I was banned from Facebook and... By yours truly. By Dustin and the news. And then my psych said, yes, I totally agree with him. No Facebook or news. So it's tomorrow. It'll be two weeks that I have not been on Facebook or anything and, like that. So I don't have anything to rant about right now. And all I got to say is, do you feel better? I do. But I'm going back on tomorrow. Yeah. Mission that accomplished. Way, yeah. That way I can get into, because I do some uh, moderating for a, a page, groups, yeah. a group, and... Um, and then I can actually, I think, with new eyes, look into what all this stuff is that, that's happening. Yeah. And that's a lot of reason. I mean, honestly, the two big reasons why we did this was, one, because like, we wanted to change it up a little bit. And two, because there's really not been a whole lot going on this week. Yeah, it's all same, 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 same. Yeah. I've been watching the groups, and honestly, it's endless I'm not trying to point fingers, but endless women going, is this a sign? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm having a baby. Can I get a witchy name? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do something on the whole witchy aesthetic and being yeah. cool yeah. sometime. Yep. And I think you and I have similar but differing opinions on that. Cause I see a space for like ritual garb. Yeah. But yeah, the whole yeah, witchy see, aesthetic I is don't. just done. Yeah, I don't I don't see a space. I see a space if you need ritual garb to basically concentrate on what you're doing if you have to remove yourself from a specific mindset. But I can tell you I've been a witch for 50 years and um well I've been a witch basically all my life, born to witches, but I've been practicing for about 50 years and um I look like a pop troll. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the the witchy aesthetic, uh, I don't get. But like I said, like uh, I think it just like if you're wearing robes in a ritual kind of thing, like I yeah. help, I think it helps people get into the mood. I I agree. But that's about it. That's ritual bathing, so on and so forth. The whole thing that goes up to high ritual. Yeah, like I see a use for that. Nothing else. Yeah. Like I wear a pentacle just as like a community token kind of thing. Yeah, a community token. It's because it's mine. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, 90% of the reason why I wear this is because you gave it to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. That's right. I gave it to him. It's one of my pin, my double-sided coins with my initial on one side and pentacle on the other. And it was made by a friend of mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's our 30 minutes. That went real fast tonight. That did. Woohoo! Real quick. Noise. So I hope everybody's having a super, super, super awesome week. And I hope that from this new moon forward this week that it's going to, to be wonderful for you, too. Yeah. And uh, for those of you still listening, we appreciate it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we'd still pump out episodes even if you guys weren't listening, but, but we appreciate we you. We really do. We It, it gives us a, a great joy to, to see that somebody has been listening to our podcast. Yeah. Yep. Because... Yeah, because we aren't politically correct. <laughs> no, we aren't. <laughs> we do rant a lot, but we have we have some knowledge to share, and so I hope that's what everybody's getting out of this. 
Yeah. And there goes the Pepsi, the Diet Pepsi. Crack. I was getting a dry throat. Ah. Okay. So anyways, we're at 32 minutes. Okay, let's end it. Okay. Thank you. Until next week, guys. Yep. Have a great week, and we will be back tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow. Next Saturday. Bye. Bye.